My name is Aisha Modupe Salahuddin. It's the name I was given by my parents when I was born. It's the name on all my ID cards and the name associated with all my major life wins as well as my failures. But since I got married in 2020, I've been called different names that aren't mine. Aisha Lawal, Aisha Fuad, Aisha Fuad Lawal. You see, my husband's name is Fuad Lawal. So the natural assumption was that I'll change my name after our wedding. I didn't. My decision to keep my name after marriage is something many people still struggle to understand. Across the globe, it's standard practice for women to take their husbands' names when they get married. Here in Nigeria, there's no law that makes this compulsory. It's simply the status quo. Because it's the status quo, women like me, who go against the norm, who keep their birth names after marriage are considered strange, sometimes even rebellious. Hi, my name is Damnola Marcus. I'm an artist, designer, and entrepreneur based in Lagos. Damilola Marcos, or Dami, as I'm going to call her for the rest of this episode, is married. She didn't take her husband's surname when she got married. As a result, like me, she's often faced with people calling her a name that isn't hers. The most annoying one is just having to remind people that that's yeah. a, they call me name that's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. Please. <laughs> that's the most annoying part, just having to remind people that's not my name. It's disrespectful to continuously refer to someone using a name they don't want. But in today's world, a lot of people simply can't grasp when a married woman refuses to take up her husband's surname. But why is this such a strange concept? If it's okay for a woman to change her name after marriage, why can't it be okay for a woman to also make the choice to keep her name? Hi, my name is Aisha Salahuddin, and I like girls. This is a narrative storytelling podcast about African women and the different experiences life throws at us for being women. In today's episode, True Dami's Story, we discuss what happens when a married woman chooses not to bear her husband's name. We break down the gains and losses women shoulder when they make the choice to stick to their birth names. But before we get into that, some context. Let's take some steps back. Let's start from the beginning and learn a bit more about Dami. She grew up in Lagos, Nigeria, and is from a family of four. She has one sibling, a younger sister. When Dami was 10 years old, she made the decision not to get married. Wait, how does a 10-year-old just make the decision not to get married? Was it like stuff you were seeing around you or was yeah. it in movies? What was it? So, yeah, I think it was movies. So, growing up, like, we used to watch a lot of stuff. Like, my house were readers. My daddy had, like, a library. And they're very strict on the parental guidance, whatever. Like, the kind of movies we saw. So I kind mm-hmm. of was a bit protected. But when I went out, like a neighbor's house, a friend's house, and the kids are sitting in the parlor with the adults, they're just putting on Nollywood. Like we're actually just watching and consuming mm-hmm. like all these things. So for me, when I saw those movies, I used to be like, what's going on? I used to be so pissed off when I'll just see the man just say, get out of my house and throw out a bag and baggage. Even as a child, Dami knew there was something off about how marriage was represented in the Nigerian films she watched. It was always about the wife suffering due to some mistreatment from her husband. It was a contrast to her own parents' marriage 
And she thought to herself, if this is how marriage really is for other people, then I don't think I want it. So my parents, they're kind of like half and half traditional. So for their generation, mm. their friends and family used to accuse them of um, being too liberal and just being like too different. But right. to me, looking back now, they're still a bit, they were still a bit traditional, like as a couple, but in contrast to their friends and their age mates, mm. they're different, I would say. So seeing like the way I was brought up and then watching all these Nollywood films and everything, when I go out, I step out of my shell and bubble it was always a shocker to me so i kind of registered at the back of my mind that like it's like this marriage thing is not good and it's only my friends mm. like only my parents that have have a good hand of it as dami grew older she became super aware of the patriarchy and how the world is generally just unfair to women she saw it in the movies she watched and in the comments people made about women too i think it's fair to say that even as a teenager, she held many feminist beliefs, even if she didn't have the right words for it. But as I got older, I started to sort of like digest and ingest some of these ideas that people were sharing about life mm-hmm. and what I was expected to be just as a woman, as a human being. And for some reason, for a moment of madness, for lack of better words, I kind of like, just started to be a bit more malleable under the patriarchy. Like I was not as in my stance of not wanting to get married and everything. And that was around when I started like actually really, really dating, like dating with like the intention of being in like a committed relationship and stuff like that. Never really been committed, committed, or never really had the thought Mm -hmm. like, oh, now I'm going to date to marry. But I was Mm -hmm. still, I, I kind of like was a bit more willing to go with the flow. I think I understand what Dami is describing. She grew up with really strong feminist beliefs, right? But as she grew older, away from the sheltered life she had been living with her family, she started to consume and associate more with the patriarchy. And as a result, she became mm, a bit more impressionable. I'm Mm -hmm. a feminist now, but there's a time in my life where... I, like I started out just being rebellious to a lot of the things right. that I was expected to be. Then I moved from that into just basically um, succumbing to the expectations a little bit. Not mm-hmm. I've never entirely been like, ooh, the patriarchy, I love you. Ooh, I'm going to submit to all this. <laughs> no, never. But there's a side of me that was a bit, just a bit more malleable. It's why at the age of 19, when she was in uni, she fell in love and opened up to the idea of a long-term committed relationship. Even though in the past, she squirmed at the idea of marriage, which is pretty much a long-term committed relationship. So to be honest, I really, really fell in love really, really hard with the person I'm married to now. I went to school, in the same class. So he, it was just, he just met me at the right time. I tell him all the time and he laughs. <laughs> because then I was just more, a bit more open. Um, and I didn't expect it to be like as serious as it ended up being. But it, mm-hmm. it ended up being serious. Like we just clicked and it just became my person in school. And that makes sense because school was getting tougher and harder. And it was nice to just have someone that was just like there for me and just like consistently supportive. 
at the time, Dami and her boyfriend, Sheyi, now her husband, were both studying architecture at the University of Lagos. As she said, he was her person. He still is. And even after uni, the two of them stayed together in love. We just really enjoyed doing life together. And as you can imagine, with the context of family, friends, everybody, everybody, they see a young man and a young woman doing life together. They've been doing it for years, 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 years. Four years has passed, five years has passed. What are you people doing now? You people right. not marry. So we started getting all this annoying, annoying pressure from other loved ones and society. And just even some things we wanted to do because he was my person, right? I have to explain to them why this is my person. They say, is he your husband? Is he your husband? I'm like, this is my person and I want him to be in charge of this on my behalf or and vice versa. And I had to right. like explain 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 so much so it never really was about oh getting married because we really really wanted like marriage we got married because it was like just get off our asses world <laughs> like just let us be. that's literally one of the main reasons we got married even though dami and her partner were super in love the end goal wasn't really marriage it was more like this is my person i'm going to stay with him for as long as i can but many people, especially their older loved ones, didn't get that. As you know, for Africans, especially our parents' generation, the concept of dating long-term without marriage is hard to grasp. They just don't get it. And so, Dami and her partner frequently faced a barrage of unsolicited comments and questions about getting married. Okay, so... Beyond the unsolicited comments thrown at Dami and her partner, they also had to deal with the law, literally. Like, if she ever fell sick and he rushed to check on her at the hospital, he might not be allowed to see her because, well, he isn't legally her husband or a family member. So they figured that being registered as married by law would help them navigate society better together. So yeah, there was definitely societal pressure here. But after dating her partner for 10 years, <laughs> yes, 10 years. Dami didn't mind marrying him. To her, getting married felt like just another way to celebrate their shared love for one another. Now, I say that, but there's still a side of me that was interested in marrying him, right? right. Not necessarily just from a societal angle, but just like it was some sort of celebration of our love and what right. we had. And we, we, did, we hadn't had anything like that. So maybe in another world, if marriage wasn't a thing, it would have been nice to do some sort of other celebration. Like, I really mm -hmm. enjoyed having that moment to just really celebrate what we had, what we had built, and to look forward to the mm -hmm. future. So in a, in a way, it's, it's outside and it's inside. And that's sort of the evolution of how I moved from I don't want to mm -hmm. marry to I want to marry. <laughs> I asked her to tell me some of the things about him that made her comfortable enough to enter into marriage. Um, okay, so I'm very... The, the word is... No, it's not adventurous. Right. <laughs> I don't know the word, but I'm, 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 I'm always moving. There's always something mm -hmm. interesting to me, right? So I lack... I can lack focus. I'm very driven. I can be <laughs> okay. very focused as well, but there's a side of me that's just anyhow. And he's different. 
he's mm. very simple he really enjoys the simple things like i like the simple things but he's very okay with like some things like he's practical and down to earth even when my mm. head is in the clouds around the things i want to do this like he's very practical and i like that so that for me is like this is like really the kind of person i want to sort of balance me out but what when i say this you think that we're on the extreme ends we're not mm-hmm. i'm not like super adventurous but i'm i'm close to the middle on on this mm-hmm. side and it's close to middle the middle on this side so somehow we help ourselves get balanced and find that middle point there were also other things he was really sweet to her and he still is he listens to her and tries to meet her halfway always He met me yes. when I was at a point in my life where I was still a bit more malleable. And as you can imagine, we it, that means that we both had some views and expectations mm. of ourselves that I've completely evolved from. And yeah. I really value how my evolution and his evolution has never been a reason for tension like of course there'll be moments mm. where it's like oh this is different from what we had discussed or what i had expected but just this general open mindedness like this someone is just generally open and approaches things from a place of kindness like even when yeah. he doesn't understand why i've changed in this way or why i have this new view or i have this new perspective we are able to grow together and i find that like for me personally i think that's even even though i'm saying it at the church reason i think that's even the number one reason to be honest because mm. i have really grown as a person in in, in <laughs> 10 years and so has he but we've always found common ground i really love how they both complement each other 10 years is a long time to be with someone. So, it's nice to hear that in that time, Dami and her partner have evolved differently but together. It's sweet that he has stayed open and kind despite the different ways Dami has changed since they first got together in 2012. So yeah, Dami and Shey Haman got married in 2022. We got married a day after our 10 year anniversary date. I asked her Did getting married change the dynamics of their relationship in any way? Was there something new about the label married? Because we've been together for so long, mm. we didn't really expect marriage to change anything. It's Fair. just like let's have that day, celebrate what we have, and also let's be able to do so many things that society sort of stresses us about because we're not right. married. That's basically like we just didn't expect like we were living together before we got married so mm. that was just just like the day happened we went for a honeymoon vacation break from work because we were always working so it was good to have that mm. and we came back to continue life as usual that makes sense so beyond the label the marriage didn't particularly change anything for Dami and her partner as you heard us say They lived together before marriage. They also worked together. They spent so much time together that they understood each other's quirks and triggers. They also understood the good bits, what makes the other person tick. All of that just continued after their wedding. It's not like getting married suddenly brought in unexpected changes. It's why there was no surprise when Dami decided to keep her name after her wedding. There's no viewpoint I have that I think like would be a shocker to him. Like I feel like if someone right. told 
in his sleep that Dami said she'll change her surname. You'll laugh in your face because you already knew that there's no way that's happening. I mean, we talk, we have mm. conversations, and he knows my my stance on a lot of things. He has seen me talk mm. about what I feel about even how women have to change their names and all of that. He knows. So there was no way I think he would have imagined that. In many African societies, it's standard practice to take on your husband's surname, and in some cases, his first name after marriage. So Women like Dami, who opt to keep their names, are in the minority. Let's take a quick history lesson. Let's go back in time. To understand how society became obsessed with a woman taking up her husband's name, stick with me here. So, Dami is from the Yoruba tribe in western Nigeria, right? And historically, Yoruba people's names served primarily as a way to identify the individual, their lineage, and family totem. Yorubas were named using descriptors such as the circumstances of their birth, the names given to them by their grandparents or parents, and their praise name or oriki, which is pretty much a name that signifies what kind of future a family wants for their child. These descriptors were so specific that strangers, just by hearing a Yoruba person's name, could tell what village that person is from, how they were born, or what type of destiny their families want for them. So, in Yoruba culture, a married woman can't adopt her husband's name because it dilutes her identity. In 1921, Samuel Johnson, a Yoruba historian, wrote in his book titled The History of the Yorubas that since Yoruba names relate to identity and destiny, the concept of adopting surnames is not a part of the traditional Yoruba worldview. But if it's not part of that culture, what changed? How did we get here? Well, time passed, and the British colonized Nigeria in 1884. The British missionaries brought about this new naming system that made it standard practice for women to take on their husbands' surnames. So, many cultures, not just the Yorubas, and many religions in Nigeria that didn't previously adopt taking on surnames after marriage started to do so. And over time, it just became the norm. Okay, 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 back to Dami. Even if my name was the oddest name ever heard, I would not change it. Like, mm. if I'm ever changing it, it would be because me, I'm changing it to a name I choose for myself. It's not just going to yeah. be the person I married. You know what I mean? If it's not already clear, Dami is big on keeping her name as its high identity. And not from that historical perspective of Yoruba names serving as a way to characterize or distinguish a person. It's simply from a place of having a name that it has and also one given to her as an extension of another person, a man. I have an identity as a human being. Um, I don't feel the need to change myself as a human being or even suggest in any shape or form that I'm attached to an extension of any man. No matter how much I love him, no matter how much I care about him as a human being, I'm not an extension of him. I'm my own person. I have my own identity. Before I even started dating him, even though I started dating him when I was young, I had already done amazing things as a human being with my own self, with my own name. And I continue to do amazing things as Damnola Marcos. So Damnola Marcos is a person, has her own identity, has her own journey, has her own desires, has her own legacy. So much. I understand what Dami is saying. And that's exactly why I didn't change my name too. My surname is a huge part of who I am. It's the name I've had my entire life. 
all of my career highs and lows are associated with it. My achievements, failures, and experiences are contained in the name. Changing it feels like losing all of that, like stripping away my identity. For me, it's not just the name because the name is the identifier. It's the thing that you say, okay, this is the person we're talking about. I think it's yeah. now so much to, to, to switch out your surname to, to some other name. It, it says something. Um, and I didn't think that marriage was supposed to be the thing to make me change my name for any reason at all. In fact, I, I think it's such, it's an, such an odd thing, like to, mm-hmm. to, marry someone I, and i'm not judging anybody who changes their name um but for me generally i think if i look at the historical context of women changing their names it's just not acceptable to me it's like i'm not property i'm not i'm mm. just a human being just like you and i have a right to define myself by myself as dami said she's not judging any woman who decides to take up their husband's name just as she has her reasons for keeping hers, she's aware that other women out there have their reasons for changing theirs. And look, in a fair world, changing your surname shouldn't be a hot topic. In fact, this episode shouldn't exist. It should be as easy as, oh, I'm keeping my name, or, oh, I'm not doing that. But it's not a fair world. And people still squirm at the idea of a woman going against the status quo. Women like Dami are seen as rebellious, unnecessarily difficult, or angry. Okay, apart from the fact that it has become the norm, there are many reasons why women choose to adopt their partner's name after marriage. Some women don't like their birth names and can't wait to trade them in. Other women, aware of the laws that make it difficult to travel with minors who don't bear your surname, make the change so they share the same name with their children. Like, in Nigeria and South Africa, a woman who doesn't share the same surname with her husband and kids cannot travel with the kids without a ton of documents. And for some other women, it's for love. I've heard women say that they change their names to show their husbands how much they love them. I mean, we already know that Dami loves her partner. You heard the story of how they met and fell in love earlier. So I asked Dami if she ever considered changing her name for love. So I find that in the world we live in, when it comes to women's love, we always Mm. demand for it to be expressed through self-denial and self-sacrifice. And I find that Mm. to be very, 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 very sad, really. Women are expected to show love, not by other things, but by how much and how willing they are to deny themselves and to sacrifice who they are. And I think that this is just one of the ways that it manifests, saying that somehow you foregoing your own identity and your own decision around what you choose to name yourself, you dropping that is somehow proof of love. Um, And I would argue and say that it's the opposite, actually. Love is accepting of one's full humanity. This person mm-hmm. is a human being just as I am. And the kind of love that demands for you to take a lesser role, to take a lesser position, is not the kind of love that we should sort of celebrate or we should mm-hmm. desire, um, my own perspective. Like a love that wants to signal ownership I get what Dami is saying. Because we live in a patriarchal and misogynistic world, 
adopting a man's name often comes with the undertone of ownership. In fact, according to the British family life professor and researcher Simon Duncan, the idea of changing names, which Nigeria adopted from Britain, is linked to the idea that a woman, on marriage, becomes one of the man's possessions. Of course, this doesn't apply to all marriages, but we cannot deny that this ideology of ownership is deeply entrenched in the adoption of the name change. It's why Dami personally believes that her changing her surname shouldn't be an expression of love. You can even push it further. It's not even just a signal that she belongs to the man. It's also a signal that she belongs to the man's family. And even more yeah. so, and trace the um, way women are generally treated in society, you can trace some of it down to this idea that we are never independent human beings. You move from being your father's daughter to being your husband's wife. And for that reason, some people will say, ah, I don't want girl children because I want a boy child who is going to continue the family name. So it's not just about love, right? Because at the end of the day, people are making decisions around their families, whether they want to have a boy child, around who in- inherits what, who gets an education. Mm-hmm who um, gets more time, more priority, based on their ability to maintain the family name. So people value the name. The name is much more than simply an expression of love. And I think women need to think more tactically about their position as a social class beyond love. Because, yeah, love is love, and that's just what it is. But it's not the only thing. There are so many other things and ideas that make life worth living outside of who you are in love with. I totally feel that mean. I mean, we live in a patriarchal society where it feels like a woman's value is constantly being transferred to the men in her life. Like, you're your father's daughter first. Then, when you get married, you're your husband's wife. If that's the case, changing your surname after marriage doesn't really come off as a strong sign of love. It feels more like women expressing their love through self-denial by switching their identities. And I'm not sure that's healthy. So, I googled some other reasons African women change their surnames after marriage. I found this interesting argument. One woman argued that she would change her surname when she gets married because the name she currently bears, that's her surname, belongs to her father, a man. Changing it after marriage isn't a big deal to her because regardless of whatever surname she chooses, it will still be a name that is an extension of another man, her father or her husband. I threw this at Dami, you know... To get her thoughts. My father is still the person who the 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 male contributor to my very existence. Um mm. so it's a name I've had since I was a child. So people think, oh, it's just like it's not just that it's a man's name. Like it's not just that mm. I don't want to take a man's name. The problem is not just that it's a man's name. The problem is that there's a reason behind me having to take this particular man's name. It's right. a show of ownership right and there's no reason for that it's the idea that this particular man who is my peer who is my partner who is my equal now has Mm. for some reason the right to name me to rename me that doesn't make (laughs) sense but it makes more sense that the person one of the people who is responsible for bringing me to this earth and who raised me since i was a child can name me 
even my name, Damnola, is given to me by my parents. So they, mm. they have more rights to name me than the person that I'm marrying. doesn't matter how much I love him and all of that. That's yet another interesting way to look at it. Even though Dami's surname is technically her dad, it feels more appropriate because, well, he's her dad. He raised her and he's part of why she's alive today. Also, taking aside even the person responsible for naming, like I said, it's about my identity. I'm not, I do not think of marriage as something worthy of erasing who I have been. And I think changing Mm. my name is a major signal to say that, oh, here is a new me. And I don't Mm. find that attractive at all. So it doesn't matter whether I was named by the government and my name was Damnola110WXYZ. And I had a serial number. That's the, that's the name. That's the thing I've, I've used all my life. And I don't think of marriage as a defining enough thing, concept, institution, and moment to make me forgo who I was. So it doesn't really matter that it's a man's name that I had before. It's my name, the name I've had since I was a child. It seems dramatic to say, but the reality is that not changing your surname like Dami did, especially in African societies like ours, has its consequences. I mentioned earlier that women who don't share the same surname with their husbands and kids often go through a lot of discrimination, scrutiny, and more paperwork when it comes to presenting official documents, whether it's at the airport during travel with their kids or in the hospital filling forms or at a government parastatal, even in a bank. There's also the constant unsolicited comments and opinions from strangers and family members who simply don't understand why anyone would want to keep their name after marriage. All of this can get exhausting and annoying. So some women just opt to change their names to avoid the stress. And to be honest, I get it. For me, there's always a price to pay. It's always costly. Mm. Unfortunately, the world is not the way I, I, I want it to be, to be honest. But I know that the price I'm paying is doesn't outweigh the reward and the self-satisfaction and the self-confidence hmm. and the self-worth in staying through to my values as a human being. So yes, it's costly. I know that it's costly and I can understand that to be honest, I wouldn't blame any woman who eventually changes her name because of all these things. I, I honestly don't. I think the only people I'll blame are the, when the women now become active participants where they now demand like even my mom says when she calls me she'll call me my husband's son i have to correct her i'm like no 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 please i'm miss marcus <laughs> but like i i i don't like when it now becomes i can understand if you do it for your own survival like we're all constantly negotiating with the patriarch we're all constantly mm. negotiating with society to find the best ways to survive that's just the truth there's no it cannot be puritan So, yeah, Dami gets that some women just want to switch their names after marriage and move on. You know, avoid all the hassle that comes with having a different surname from your husband and kids, if you have any. It is every woman's right to be aware of her oppression within the patriarchy, to be aware of the ways in which the patriarchy seeks to marginalize and oppress her. It is her right to know what she chooses to do with that knowledge is not for us to demand. We don't get to demand how she goes about 
using that knowledge. And I mm. wish people were kinder and more empathetic. And I'm saying this to even people who share my beliefs to understand that you you don't you are not to demand how she uses that knowledge as long as she's yeah. not actively um demanding that you go on her pathway. There's so many women right. who even defend me keeping my name better than the way I'm saying it now and don't keep their names. Like, that's a choice right. she's made within the context of her own circumstances as a human being. And she has a right to make that choice. So I wouldn't um, judge anybody or any woman who keeps doesn't keep her name and takes on her husband's name, whatever the case may be. I like how Dami describes this. It's our right as women to understand the origins, history, and undertones that come with changing our surname after marriage. But it's also our right to define what we do with that knowledge. Some women know and understand that, historically, switching their names after their wedding is linked to male ownership. But they don't mind it. They found ways to define what changing their names means for them personally. And at the end of the day, that's their choice. Just like how Dami's decision and thought process regarding this is up to her. I've been journaling a lot, taking notes of the number of times I've had to tell people to stop calling me my husband's name. It's a common problem for women who keep their names. I asked Dami if this is something she experiences too. The most annoying one is just having to remind people that that's yeah. a, they call me name that's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. <laughs> Please. <laughs> that's the most annoying part, just having to remind people that's not my name. And I think there's also a kind of tag they just place on you once they know that you are not taking your husband's name like they mm. just have a long list of attributes that there's no how this person is stubborn this person is rebellious mm. this person is um not agreeable this person is like they 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 give you lots of names that aren't your name ironically so they just make a lot of judgment about you like there's i remember one time i was talking to like a family friend of ours and um the person just called me my husband's name i was like no i'm not so i'm actually um miss marcus i i bear miss marcus and she, she was she, she was like you you did not change your name i was like no i i didn't want to change my name and I could tell that she started treating me differently and making debates where there was none, like just expecting me to be a bit more quarrelsome, right. combative. Like I could tell that she made up a new persona for me in her mind. Completely of her imagination because yes, I may like to debate once in a while, but for the most part, I'm tired all the time. <laughs> like I don't have anything to debate. If you believe it, okay. <laughs> and I think, like, she just, like, started to act differently towards me. And I could tell. And it's just funny to me that that happens. I can relate to what Dami is saying because it happened to me too. Somehow, people expect that because you're going against the norm by keeping your birth name after marriage. It means you are stubborn or defiant. They just automatically think you're a troublemaker for challenging the status quo. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to wrap up this episode nicely. So, we've explored a bit of damaged childhood, her initial thoughts on marriage, her finally getting married, and why she chose not to change her surname after the wedding. Even now, as I record this voiceover, I'm not really sure where to go from here. So... I'll just let you listen to something Dami said that struck me. I asked her, 
What would you say to someone who isn't sure if they should change their name after marriage? I feel like if it's something you've weighed in your mind as what's it and it's something you value, if you value keeping your name, just do it. Like there's always going to be a price to pay, a consequence for lack of better words. There will be some picture, but it's just what it is. It's just how it is if you're living in a world that is going this way and you have a moment where you want to go this way. Just make sure it's worth it for you. Make sure you you are happy with that decision as a human being. And then, like everything else that you're doing that is anti what is expected, it's Mm. a self-thing, right? And if you ever feel the need to change your mind, after you've said you don't want to change your name, you eventually want to change your name, please mm. don't feel embarrassed or ashamed to yeah. succumb. I think that's also another thing. So like They're afraid to succumb. Maybe they, they, they get to a point where they're like, oh my God, my mom, his mom, everybody's disturbing me. His father, nonstop about mm. his name. And it's becoming unbearable. And you feel like you just want to give in. That's not... What I'm happy to witness just from my own perspective, but mm. I understand if you have to do that as well. Um, so yeah, just live your life your way at the end of the day. Just live your life, it's your way at the end of the day. That's very well said. And I guess after everything, I found a fairly decent way to end the episode. I'm glad that Dami has been able to stick to her beliefs and find peace in her decision to keep her name, despite the fact that it's not the popular practice. I hope more women out there are able to make peace with whatever decisions they make regarding their own names and identities as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of I Like Girls. I Like Girls is produced by 27 Productions. If you'd like to get in touch with us, visit ilikegirls.co. We're also on Twitter or X and Instagram at I Like Girls Gang. Please rate and review I Like Girls on whatever streaming platform you listen to podcasts on. Rating us helps other people to discover the podcast. This episode is written and produced by me, Aisha Salahuddin. Audio engineering is by Dooski and our theme music is by Bangs with a double G. The rest of the music you heard throughout this episode is by Blue Dot Sessions. I will catch you on the next one.